Grab your popcorn, grab your decapitated head, get your butter, get your bag of blood. This is the 2022 edition of the 31 Days of Dread, where Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, your boy here, the film buff, does one horror movie a day. And that's me talking. I'm your host. I'm not a vampire. I'm not. I'm, I'm almost a zombie because I've just been doing nothing but watching these movies so I can discuss them all with you. But here it is, the 31 Days of Dread. Everyone, I am so excited to bring you these movies. We're, we're doing modern-day horror for the first time ever. We're, we're barely even going to hit 2021. We're going to focus on 2022. So roll over in that coffin and let's go. A.K.A. Patters, continuing our long-form study of the horror movies, movies of 2022. We can kind of say at this point, because we are, I know I've teased it, this is maybe the fourth time I've teased it, but we're gearing up to the end. Our next two movies is going to be sick, available right now on Peacock, and also available on Peacock is Megan, the, the killer robot girl toy movie. With all of that, 2022, I, I kind of want to argue, this could be the greatest year of horror ever. The variety is there, the quality is there, and we are like reconstructing ideas. We're reaching for the stars for uh, for a lot of this, you know, content. As yeah, I don't care. I call movies content. It is content. We make content here, but there's such a range, and it's it's so much fun, and it's it's inspiring. And at this point, we're gonna be well over 31 movies for the 31 Days of Dread. But the whole vision here that we're working at, and look, hey, thanks for joining me, Peter A. DeLuca here, we're talking men, but what's driving me, I'm sorry, I had to do a little promo there, <laughs> but what's driving me is the, the idea that we're putting together a playlist, we're putting together a complete uh, form, we're putting together something that's tangible. You can listen to the 31 Days of Dread in the 2022 playlist and you get a range. You get it and it's there and I just feel like honored to be able to document it with all of you. And thank you. And unfortunately, we're, we're stepping into a type of movie I, I don't understand. I don't understand wasting everyone's time that touched this flick. Now, Jesse... Buckley, Rory Kinnear. These are our, our actor, actress in this movie. Both of them deserve nominations. Both, both of them deserve accolades. Alex Garland, he is our writer-director. We previously discussed Ex Machina. I didn't like the ending of that movie. I didn't buy that the super brilliant CEO would be that naive by the end of the movie. But everything there, it's awesome. And he really does these small, intimate, uh, and because they're intimate, they're a little bit more psychological features. Now, he's also did Natalie Portman in Annihilation. Amazing. His movies are left open. They're left thoughtful. They're left ambiguous. But he's a fantastic writer. Can we just go through some of our director's credits? 28 Days Later, I remember seeing this movie in the theater. Writer. Sunshine. Hugely underrated. 
hugely overlooked science fiction awesomeness. Men fly into the sun. They want to walk on the surface of the sun. Writer. Uncredited writer. 28 weeks later. A forgotten amazing sequel. Never Let Me Go. Probably the best thing he's touched. Never Let Me Go is so legit. Dread. Probably the second best thing he's touched. Writer for Dread. Uncredited director. Maybe? Like, I don't know. X, and here we go. And we, we kind of have this trilogy here. It's Ex Machina, Annihilation, and Men. Writer, director, writer, director, writer, director. Going back to 2015 with Ex Machina. I'm only highlighting how talented this dude is. He made a, what's it, a $11 million? The movie only made, uh, we all know how much this movie costs, but it's it's a tech technology-driven idea. And the point of this movie is what I don't understand. The point of this movie reveals the type of movie. I guess this is social guilt, social guilt fantasy. That's how, or social guilt horror. That's how we define this movie. This movie is very similar to another flick called Mother that, you know, let's go through the cast of Mother that cost $30 million, grossed $45 million. Not easy to make $45 million at the box office. But Mother, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bourdain, Ed Harris, Michelle Pfeiffer. So what's the hook? What's the idea, man? You, If you watch men, you're so into the movie. And then eventually it gets weird. It gets preachy. It tells us that men blame women women on everything. Mother tells us that we're destroying the earth. It doesn't go literal. And that's the problem. The same problem with men is the same problem with mother. These movies, they want to show us what what's happening. They want to show us what we're doing. It's straight up social commentary wrapped and performed by brilliant filmmakers but with points and ideas and intents that the audience forever will never connect with because the preachy aspect takes away from the narrative flow of the movie. This movie, Men, should have ended with a stamp, so we know what's happening. What's wrong with that? Mother should have ended so that we know what's happening. What's wrong with that? But along the way, we're treated to artistry, we're treated to expertise, we're treated to technical feats. Mother and men are both technical achievements that deserve adulation, that deserve attention. They have performances. Jennifer Lawrence in Mother, top-notch performance. But it's detracted, it's deterred, it's derailed when we are told that we're doing something wrong in our lives. And that's the overall problem with both of these movies. They preach to us and tell us what we're doing wrong on things we know we're doing wrong. And I'm not saying that I agree with mother's position or men's position. That's what she said. But it's what happens. It's a disconnect from the core of the audience to the heart of the filmmaker. And because of that, I cannot recommend men. I wish I could. I look so forward to this movie. I was so excited when it dropped in price on Amazon Prime. I think I bought it for $350. It was it was like a Prime member day deal. I was so happy because this movie I felt like it had to be watched. It had to make the 31 Days of Dread. It was critical to discuss this movie during this playlist, during this time as we discussed earlier. 
But I just really feel like I got my heart ripped out, guys. I'm sorry. AKA Pad here, the film buff. Signing out. The future of film is horror, and thanks for uh, thanks for all of that, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with me. Getting back to uh, my, my, my point there. The future is horror. The future of cinema is horror. So everyone here, and I've never, ever, in, in all these years, I've never made this request. But everyone that we highlight, every single filmmaker, male, female, ghoul, goblin, you, got, you know the drill. But check them out. Find them on a streaming platform. I usually highlight how I watch these movies on which platform, even if I rented it or bought it, so you guys know a little bit of the price range. It's important that we support all of these movies and all of these filmmakers because they are the future. The future is horror. Thanks for hanging out.